this announcement is for all the brethren who signed up problems every now and then, so please pray to go to the men's conference uh, this year, Lord, which is the first weekend in November. Normally, uh, you should be able to get anything uh, uh, on Friday. Get done. Uh, those who pray for going into the van, the van will be pulling out that Friday at 12 noon um, uh, uh, from here, uh, and going down to Memphis, and uh, on, on we'll Facebook. be in the service Friday night, Saturday morning, and then we will head back. After uh, the noon service Saturday, and we had outside, I'm not mistaken, fourteen last night men who signed up that all the conferences going on to go to that, and the deadline and all that stuff. Men who at the Christ Family Church on AM service living life, your motel money. By the thirteenth, um, which is the second so week in October, so we can get the deposit. We're going to get into that right now. Whatever they're taking, uh, we're going to put money out. And um, the uh, the room, um, the rooms will be first. If you need to give, that's that's half. The rooms are seventy dollars uh, each, uh, but uh, you'll be sharing a room with another man. It says, put on the whole armor of God. The other expenses you may be able to stand against at the conference, which is not worth $20. They've never went up on it. can be transferred in Things of that nature. That you may be able to stand against the wild amount of the devil. Put on. Times, the whole uh, uh, once that night, all of it for lunch going back that day. And put uh, on the whole armor of God uh, that you may be able to stand against the wilds of the devil. Father God, as we come today, we thank you, God, for the privilege to be in your house on today. Thank you, God, for the great spirit of worship that we have experienced. But now, Lord, we go to your word, and I'm asking God that you will anoint us to deliver this message. That you will stir us, God. Convict us, God, but and encourage us, right now, God, the, uh, about the importance of making sure that we always have on the whole armor of God. In Jesus' name, let the church say, Amen. You can be seated. All right. The title of the message, Living Life Locked and Loaded. Stay close to this because I won't make sure it's picked up at the recording today. Brother Bombi was talking about these prophecies. Some, well, I guess that whole quarter has to do with prophecies in the Sunday school lesson. Uh, and I don't think nobody, I don't think nobody can deny. We are living in the last hour of the last days. The last hour of the last days. Uh, and as he said, the things that you see unfolding uh, on the news and the newspaper, much of it you can go back and you can find it here, right here. The Word of God is being recorded. 
And I'm here to declare to you today, if you ever uh, want or think that you need to get serious about being ready to meet God, it's today the hour right now that we're living in. This past week, I heard a news report, and then I looked it up to make sure I heard everything right. A news report that in a Pennsylvania coal mining company, all up through that area in uh, uh, southwestern Pennsylvania and West Virginia, I've been up through there. Uh, Sister Dahl and I, we've been up both through up there preaching and singing uh, several years ago, evangelizing. And you go through towns, and that's all you see in some of those hills is coal mines. That's the total. That's the total sum of livelihoods in those areas. Well, a Pennsylvania coal mining company has introduced a revolutionary new way to keep up with employees' time. And the Equal Opportunity Employment Commission has stepped in helping a man by the name of Beverly Butcher Jr. filed a lawsuit against this coal mining company, stating that Beverly Butcher Jr. had worked at this company, at this coal mine in Mannington, is the name of the town, for more than 35 years until he was required. Listen to this close. This was this this was blasted on the news just this past week. This just happened. He was required to use a virometric hand scanner to track his hours. Mr. Butcher, a evangelical Christian, refused the hand scan on grounds of religious belief. I don't know how many men work for that, for that coal mining company. I don't know how many men who work there profess to be Christians. But only one out of all of them took a stand. Says, Nuh-uh. Says, this is too much like what the Bible talks about the mouth of the beast. I will not allow you to place a tattoo on my wrist that has a chip that I will scan in and scan out of what's every day. Folks, if you don't think that it's here and happening now, you better wake up as the old saying goes and start smelling the coffee. The technology is getting in place. Brother Sammy, do you believe that all those men um, who uh, 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 allowed them to uh, fix up that biometric scanner 
took the mark of the beast. No, that's not the mark of the beast yet. But what we don't understand is they are laying this stuff in place. We are edging more and more closer to it every day we live. The day will come that you'll never see another dollar bill, another $5 bill. You won't get no, I don't get a paycheck now. They automatically put it in my bank account. But it will even stop that. We will have a cashless society. When you go to clock in at your job, they're going to scan you. When you leave, they're going to scan you. When the gro- you go to the grocery store to buy, amen, food, they're going to scan you. When you go to the car lot to buy a car, they're going to scan you. The Bible says you can't buy, sell, or trade or do anything unless you got that. Mark, and it's right here on us now. I believe it as much as I believe Acts 238. It is real and it's here. It ain't 50 years from now. It's now. Hallelujah. It's time. If we don't have the whole armor of God, you better get it on. Because you ain't going to stand. I don't care how good you are. I don't care how long you've been to church. You may be a pastor. You may be an evangelist. You may be a Sunday school teacher. But you can't handle it and you can't stand through this thing. It's going to hit this whole world unless you've got the whole armor of God. I'm as serious as a heart attack this morning. Hallelujah. We are living in a time of intolerance to the Christian faith. Everybody's hollering, and we need to be tolerant to the Muslims. We need to be tolerant to the bulletins. We need to be, in, we need to be tolerant to the gays and the lesbians. We have, to be, we have to be tolerant to everybody except those who believe in Christianity. Persecution is lurking behind every tree. In every bush. You're going to be forced to decide between biblical principle and social rebellion against God and especially faith in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hey, I'm going to tell you something. Why somebody says, well, God allow this? Because I know the Bible says God's going to do some weeding out of church. Did you know the Bible said... Now, we're all looking for judgment day, but the Bible says judgment must begin at the house of God. A lot of people use excuse. They've used excuse for years. Well, I ain't going to go to church filled with hypocrites. You know, that, that's just a crutch and that's just an excuse. But you ain't have to worry about it long because it ain't going to be long that all them hypocrites are going to start fanning out because they ain't going to be able to take the heat when the heat's applied. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. All the, all, the, all the murders that took place in, in Kenya, Bishop, uh, uh, what, Bernard, uh, uh, hometown at that, at that mall. Hallelujah. They were going through there and they was to make, they was asking them different ones, was you Muslim? And if they said, they said, yeah, then they'd say, well, quote a little bit of a Muslim prayer to prove you're Muslim. Then they would go on. You couldn't do it, they'd shoot you and kill you. I'm going to tell you, folks, the fakes and the hypocrites and the people who don't have the whole armor of God will not be able to stand when they say, 
deny Christ. Hallelujah. We've got government leaders now negotiating with terrorists and terrorist nations. Hallelujah. Knowing that there in Iran is a Christian minister. Been locked up for over a year. I thank God for a handful of men in Congress. One of them, one of them was Mr. Cruz, and some others went in front of the White House two or three days ago, and they knelt down on their knees praying for the release and the safe return of Brother Caesar. Seems like a lot of folks, the majority in Congress, don't care about it. Now, guess what? If he was a Muslim, I guarantee you he'd done been home a long time ago. A long time ago. And here's the fact. I listened to an interview by his wife not long ago as she was pleading for somebody in our government to please do something to make some kind of effort so her husband could get back home to his children. And with tears in her eyes, she says, they had pulled him out of the cell, carried him to another room time and time again for over a year, and they says, you can be released and go back home to your family today if you would just renounce Christ. you got to have the whole arm of God on, folks, to stand the stuff that's happening, that's going on. might not be a shouting message today, but it's a sobering message. It's a warning message. It's a, it's a message that God has called me as a watchman on the wall to sound an alarm. Hallelujah. God has raised certain people up. Amen. That they could see what's coming. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And he said, you sound the alarm and let my people know the enemy's coming. And I'm as a watchman right now on the wall. And I'm crying out that you better prepare. You better get ready. You better have on the whole armor of God so that you may be able to stand. This ain't no play thing. This thing is winding up. And we need God in our life. We need God in our home. We need God in the White House. We need God in the church house. Everywhere we need Him. Hallelujah. Glory. There's a couple things I want to share with you about this today. Number one, I want you to get and understand that, that we are vulnerable without the armor. There was a shootout not long ago where several people were killed. 
many others wounded. There was one police officer who took three or four rounds in his chest. But they said he survived due to the, uh, the jacket that he had on. That stopped it. He was protected. But if he had gotten up that morning and says, man, it's hot outside. Brother Scott, I think, knows what I'm talking about. Sometimes you don't feel like putting on that thing, do you, brother? Uncomfortable, too, probably. I don't know. I've never wore one. But without that, you're vulnerable. Any kind of low life around can take aim and take you out. And the armor of God is just the same way. I'm not telling you to put on the whole armor of God, but get saved, get Christ Jesus in your life, and be filled with the power of the Holy Ghost. That's the whole armor. I'm not telling you that because you need the Holy Ghost. You, you can just jump around and shout and, or maybe talk in tongues or do this or do that. I'm telling you, you need the whole armor of God on so you will not be vulnerable, that you will have some protection. Hallelujah. Do not leave your house without it. The biggest thing the Bible says in those last days that many will fall, it says this in the book of Daniel, many will give in. Why? It's going to be those who don't have on the whole armor of God. In the book of St. John's Gospel, chapter 13, verses 37 and 38, look at and see what it says. Peter said to him, Lord, why can't I follow you now? I will lay down my life for your sake. Jesus answered him, Will you lay down your life for my sake? Most assuredly, I say to you, the rooster shall not crow till you have denied me three times. Think about that. This was the night of the Last Supper. Jesus was telling them all, what was going to happen. He says, I'm going to go away. All the things there that, that he spoke to him that night was all recorded. And Peter speaks up. Now, Peter, Peter had walked away from his fishing business three years earlier and been following the Lord. Peter actually walked a little ways on the water till he got his eyes off Jesus. Peter was standing there and watching Brother Kenneth when, G, uh, when Jesus went over to the graveyard and cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And a dead man who'd been dead four days came walking out. He's seen all that. And he said, Lord, why can't I go with you right now? He said, Lord, I, he says, I will lay down my life for you. Now, he wasn't just shooting a line right there. He meant every word of that. He was sincere in what he was saying. He wasn't trying to pull the master's leg. He he believed that he believed that he would give his life. He believed it. And Jesus looked at him and says, "Before the cock crows, you're going to die." 
anything. No, no, no. What happened? What happened last night? As Peter was standing there by the fall warming himself in the pre-dawn hours of Acts 8, and somebody walked by after they had captured and arrested Jesus, says, oh, you, you're, one of the, you're one of his followers. You were with him. He says, no, I don't know the man. Happen again. Happen again the third time. Somebody says, oh, you're one of them. You're one of them. He says, no, he says, yeah, you are because you speak the truth. Peter began to cuss and to swear, saying, I don't even know him. And a rooster began to crow. Don't allow the rooster to crow in your life, folks, till you get the whole arm of God. Peter wanted to stand. He had a desire to stand, just like many good people in a lot of lot of churches and dead churches today. They 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 go to church and they they uh they have, they have compassion for the Lord, but and, and they may think that they would they would stand, but they don't have the goods inside. They don't have the a total armor of God. Hallelujah! Peter denied the Lord because he had yet to be filled with the power of the Holy Ghost that would help him. But I want you to know when you study Peter's life from the day of Pentecost on, he never denied him no more. Hallelujah. He became a great powerhouse for the kingdom. He had the keys to the kingdom in his hand. And history says even when it got down time for them to crucify him, hallelujah, he stopped them. Hallelujah. And he says, if you're going to crucify me, don't crucify me like you did Jesus. Jesus, because I'm not worthy to die the same way you turn me upside down. And history says they crucified Peter hanging upside down. And he went all the way. Why? Because he had the whole arm of God, the power inside to give him strength to stand. You can't depend on your own strength. You can't depend on your own ability. You've got to have the whole armor of God. And then another thing about this armor, we are intimidated without the armor. We are intimidated without the armor. I'll tell you what, the world out there right now is doing everything they can to shame and intimidate Christian people. Hallelujah. A lot of people would pray in the church house and they would pray in the confines of their own home. But when they go out to eat dinner, they'll sit down to the table and they'll order their meal and they'll start digging in and they won't stop and say, give the blessing. Why? Because they're intimidated by who's watching. They think I'm a religious fanatic. Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. And the world today is doing everything it can do to intimidate God's people. To put you in an uncomfortable situation. 
but we've got the greatest thing in the world, folks. God's people can walk around with our heads, amen, held high. Amen, because we are children of the king. Royal blood flows through our veins. You've been born again and you're a child of God. Royalty is part of you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You don't have to be intimidated by the world. You don't have to be intimidated by, by the devil. Hallelujah. Amen. You can go out into the world and you can let your light shine with not being ashamed. And let me tell you something, folks. Let me tell you how important this is. Hallelujah. Because the Bible says that if we are ashamed of you, what did Jesus say about that? He said, I'll be ashamed of you when you stand before the Father. Hallelujah. Amen. we got to have the whole armor of God so we can resist intimidation. I want to call your attention to the book of Acts, and this is the last scripture that we'll be using today. Acts chapter 4 and verse 31. Now, let me... Before I read that, let me let me put you where this took place. The apostles went out preaching the name of Jesus and the gospel. They took him and they arrested him and they commanded him not to not to preach or teach no more in the name of Jesus. They looked at him and they says, you tell us, is it best for us to obey God or man? Who are you going to obey today? Are you going to obey a man or are you going to obey God? Are you going to let a man intimidate you? You may do it if you don't have the whole armor of God. They went back to where the rest of the church was assembled and they told them what had happened. And they had a prayer meeting. In Acts chapter 4 and 31, and when they prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. Have you ever really thought about that? They didn't have electrical music. They didn't have PA systems. They didn't have nothing like that, what we got today. But the Bible says when they prayed, the place was shaken. an earthquake, it sounds like to me. Paul and Silas did pray up an earthquake in jailhouse, didn't they? And when they prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, let me stop and tell you, these are the same people that got the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost. Some people say, I got, <laughs> we got, some people got that real cream religion. Some of you may not know that, but years ago, that real cream, those TV commercials was just a little bag, didn't it? Anybody remember those little dab of deals, man? Hallelujah. Tell how old you are now. Hallelujah. Amen. They, they, they were filled with the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost. But if you look through the book of Acts, you'll find several other times they were refilled. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I come to the house of God. Amen, because it's like a filling station to me. Hallelujah. Glory to 
God. I get to running dry in my spirit. I'm out there putting up with all this crap and all this junk in the world, my Lord, and I'm like Lot. My soul becomes vexed by the filthy conversation of the wicked. Amen. Everywhere I turn, I hear somebody taking God's name in vain. Amen. You see this and you see that. Oh, man. I said, man, i got to get to the house of God. i got to get refilled. My tank is getting low. Hallelujah. Lord, God, God, I need more. I need more. And maybe I need to hammer it out some, straighten it out, and rebuff it. Hallelujah. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake the Word of God with boldness. That breaks the intimidation of the enemy. Breaks the intimidation. It calls them. And let me tell you something. A certain segment of Pentecost today calls themselves apostolic. We're one of those who uses the name apostolic. And they say they use the name apostolic because we follow all the apostles' teachings. Well, guess what? Every apostle in the first century church but one died a martyr's death. sent to the Isle of Patmos to try to get a revelation. Then after that old, that old interest died off, put him there, history tells us that he was brought back. And he spent out the remainder years of his life in the church of Ephesus there in the city of Ephesus. And he liked to do like what David said. David said, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God. History says that John the Beloved Set his back at the door of the church, greeting people that come in. Friend, God bless you. I love you. That's what they called John the Beloved. He died at an old age anyway. God had such a plan for him. But all the other apostles gave him up. Gave him up. Hallelujah. We've got to have something. A lot of times, there are people, and I want, I want them to get ready to do a song I'm fixing to play. Sometimes there are people in the church who get intimidated. They feel like they should do something for the Lord, but they get intimidated, and they quench the Spirit. Hallelujah. Bible says quench not the spirit. Did you know quenching the spirit is sin? If you judge somebody for taking a drink, for sinning for taking a drink, but yet you sit in the church house and God puts on your heart to stand and testify or tell the pastor you want to, you feel like led to sing a song or whatever, and you feel led to go talk to somebody, whatever, and you quench the spirit, you sin. Quench the 
saying, I'm saying keep on the whole armor of God so you won't be intimidated. So that you'll be willing and ready at any time God puts on your heart to do something. If He tells you to get up and come pray, you go do it. You don't care what nobody else says or thinks. Hallelujah. You're going to obey God. Let's all stand together. Today, let's examine ourselves. Let's make sure we got on. Let's make sure that we're locked and loaded. That means we're ready. Hallelujah. Means we're we're ready. We better be. We better be. If anybody needs prayer today, the altars are open. Would you